0: Welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight. I'll be your coach, helping you to keep it simple and stay motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. Welcome to today's episode of Mom Life Weight Loss. Today's topic was inspired by one of my favorite books on weight management and habits and a recent podcast episode I listened to. I'm talking all about the ability to recognize thinking mistakes. I'm going to go over our thoughts, nine common thinking mistakes, taking time to review your thoughts, and of course, my tip of the episode. So make sure that you stick around until the end so that you don't miss it. All right, let's get started. As I already mentioned, today's episode was inspired by two different things. I often refer to the strategies in Dr. Judith S. Beck's book called The Beck Diet Solution, Train Your Brain to Think Like a Thin Person now i don't want you to discount this book because of its title or stop listening to this episode or the podcast because you think that i'm talking about dieting this book was written a long time ago before sort of the change in tune from talking moving away from talking about diet language diet culture ever etc cetera, etc cetera. so it does feel a little bit outdated however Dr. Beck's tactics are tried and true, and a lot of them still resonate with clients that I've worked with over the years. Dr. Judith S. Beck is a cognitive therapist, and she has worked with people to lose weight for over 20 years. There's lots of great concepts in the book, and as I said, I refer to them often. Today's topic on how to recognize thinking mistakes is featured in her book. If you want to check out the whole book, I will include a link in my show notes for you to go on over there and read more about it, which of course you can find at lauravermander.com podcast. This is episode 20. The next inspo for this episode came from one of my favorite online mentors, Amy Porterfield. Amy Porterfield has a podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy, and she basically helps people create online businesses and digital courses. I'm for sure an Amy junkie. I listen to her podcast every week. I have done some of her masterclasses. I've done some of her courses. So I'm definitely an Amy Junkie. I will say that, and I love her podcast. I love the way she talks. She's the one who inspired me to start this podcast. And so I'm just gonna put it out there that I really like like her her stuff and what she does. In one of her latest podcast episodes, she gets really real about some of her struggles over the last few months in her personal and business life. And one of these struggles that she talks about is her weight. And when I was listening to it, I just found myself nodding along with her the whole time as she talked. I felt that I wanted to share the episode with every single person that I've ever talked to about weight and losing weight and weight management and struggling with your weight because she just hits the nail on the head for a bunch of things and she's so real and honest. I just loved it. The whole episode is definitely worth a listen because she's so real and raw and honest about a bunch of different topics. I just love the whole episode. So I will include a link to the episode in my show notes as well so that if you want to go and take a listen when you're done listening to this episode, then you can head on over there and listen to Amy's episode. Again, you can find those at lauramander.com. So let's get started with the idea that thoughts are just ideas, not necessarily truths. Your thoughts about anything can be true, partially true, or even false. When Amy is talking about her struggle with her weight in her podcast episode, she says the following, thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions, and actions create results. Let me say it one more time. Thoughts create feelings, feelings create actions, and actions create results. I just loved when she said this because it's a really succinct way of how I think a lot of people behave and feel when they are trying to make changes and create new habits. For example, when you are getting down on yourself, thinking something along the lines of, you know, I shouldn't have gained this weight, what are people going to think of me? This thought does not serve you. And she talks about when she has a bad feeling and she wants to escape this bad feeling. She tries to remind herself that a feeling is not going to kill her. It's going to pass and she can choose a different thought that will create a different feeling. Of course, this is much easier said than done, but it is doable and it takes practice. So essentially what she's saying is that everyone has these thoughts that then make us feel a certain way and then we behave in a certain way. She talks about, you know, eating her feelings and being stressed out and feeling down on herself and wanting to go eat a pint of ice cream is the example that she gives. And it takes some time and practice to remind yourself that this uncomfortable feeling that you're getting down on yourself, it it is uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. It's not going to kill you. It will pass. And that in that moment, you can choose to have a different thought that will then make you feel in a different way. So again, obviously, that's easy to say. It's harder to put into practice. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to support you and help you practice those types of strategies. Another example that thoughts are just ideas, not truths, is provided in Dr. Beck's book, which is the example of you haven't eaten all day, and maybe you happen to pass by people who are eating pizza. You might think Ooh, that pizza, it looks so good. I am so hungry. Now this thought is probably true, especially if you haven't eaten all day. It's not even really this initial thought that is the problem. It's the thought that follows this one, which is I have to have some. This thought is not true. If you are like most people, you will accept that this last thought is true without even really thinking about it, at least when you're in the moment. Again, to reiterate, thoughts are ideas, not truths. Thoughts create feelings and feelings can pass and different thoughts can equal different feelings. Let's move on now to the common thinking errors. So there are nine common thinking mistakes that people make when they're trying to lose weight that Dr. Beck talks about in her book. So I'm just going to go through them now. Number one, all or nothing thinking. This is the thought that you see only two categories when there really is a middle ground. I think that this is definitely one of the most common thinking mistakes that I see in people when they are trying to achieve goals and lose weight is that, you know, they are either on the diet or off the diet. They're being 100% successful or they're failing at 100%. You either have to eat The whole bag of cookies, or you don't get any cookies. You go to the party and you stuff your face, then you starve yourself the next day. It's all or nothing. And this is definitely a mistake that a lot of people make. Number two is negative fortune telling. This is where you predict the future negatively without considering other outcomes. So examples of this might be, I didn't lose any weight this week, and that means I'll never be able to lose weight. Or, you know, I gave in at Stephanie's house, and I had that glass of wine. I'll never be able to not have a glass of wine at Stephanie's. Number three is overly positive fortune telling. This is the opposite of that last one. Obviously, you predict the future too positively with no other possible outcomes. This is kind of like flipping the thinking of the negative thinking. Let's say your partner is sitting on the couch with you watching TV and they have a bag of chips, and you say to yourself, I'll be able to just eat a couple of handful of chips and then stop. Or let's say you're keeping a food journal. You say to yourself, I'm just not going to write down this snack because I'm out, out and about. I'll just account for it later on. So those types of kind of overly positive fortune telling can kind of put you off track in the sense those thoughts aren't actually then what turns into your action. All right, number four is emotional reasoning. Your ideas must be true, even though objective evidence says they are not. I would say emotional eating is another very, very, very common thinking mistake. So an example of this would be I feel like a failure because I ate that brownie, I must be a failure. Or I have to have something sweet right now. I always say this to my husband, I say, is this a need or a want? It's the same thing of feeling that emotional feeling of you must have something in that moment. Number five is mind reading. This is the idea where you are sure what others are thinking even if you have no evidence for it. For example, people will judge me if I don't drink at the party, or Josie will think I'm rude if I don't eat the brownies that she baked. I have a good example of this uh, with a client who I worked with over like the spring and the summer. She always goes to a cottage with her family and her sister prides herself in finding really delicious dessert items at different like small town bakeries or dessert shops. And she brings them for everyone to eat and enjoy. And it's like a big source of pride for her. Like, oh, look at this delicious cake. Like it's the best chocolate cake in all of Ontario or whatever it might be. And she brought it up like, you know, I don't I don't want to hurt her feelings cuz i don't want her to think that i'm being rude because i want to stick to my goal of doing whatever it was and that didn't include you know eating a dessert every single weekend that she was at the cottage over the whole entire summer. I've talked about this before it's holding that boundary and being able to say no thank you. You actually don't have any idea if Josie or this client for example's sister will think that you're rude if you don't eat the brownies or the best chocolate cake that was made in Ontario. You're just assuming that. You're assuming that you know what other people are thinking when really you shouldn't be as concerned about what other people are thinking you should be more concerned about what you are thinking and what you are doing. And obviously, that's really hard to like let go of what people think of us. But it's something that comes up for a lot of people. And it's something that you can work on. And with my client, for an example, we talked it through and we decided what she was going to do is she was going to sit down with her sister because, you know, her sister likes to eat healthily, and she was going to sit down with her and say, like, here are my goals. Here's what's important to me. I know that you love this and this is important to you. I've decided that I'm going to enjoy one of the delicious baked goods that you eat, that you bring. I mean, on only like the long weekends that are in the summertime. She felt confident about this and she wasn't really sure what her sister was going to say. When we talked about it later on in our next session, she said her sister was like, yeah, that's a great idea. You know what I'm going to do? I'm only going to bring the desserts for those long weekends and then I won't be bringing something every week and then I won't be wanting to eat it either. Her sister was not upset and didn't take offense to my client seeing this to her. So it goes to be said that, you know, we need to get a out of our own heads when we think that we know what other people are thinking. Okay, I rambled a bit about that example. On to number six, self-deluding thinking. This is the idea where you rationalize by telling yourself things that you don't really believe at other times. So an example of this would be, it doesn't matter if I give in to my cravings. You've had a really stressful day and you're craving eating um, a pint of ice cream and you just say to yourself, like, oh, F it. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm just going to give in to this craving." And eat the ice cream. When, on other, like maybe non stressful days where you're more well slept and you haven't felt as busy and frazzled, you are better able to say to yourself, No, I'm not going to give in to the craving. It's important to me to stick to my goal and lose this weight and feel good about myself. You are able to rationalize that thought, self deluding yourself into like you're having a rational thought, like, Oh, I deserve to eat the ice cream, when that's not something that you believe in other times of your day or um, your day-to-day life. Number seven, having unhelpful rules. You mandate actions without taking circumstances into consideration. This would be like a big diet culture thing where we create rules for ourselves in order to try and stick to a certain diet. One of the big ones that I would say I struggle with a lot and I've talked about before is the rule of, I can't waste food. And the idea where like, you know, you have little kids and you feed them food and they don't eat at all. And then there you are standing over the sink as you clean up dishes, eating the scraps off the kids' plates because you feel that you can't waste the food by putting it into the compost or the unhelpful rule that you can't inconvenience your family by taking some of the junk food out of the house. Those are like dieting rules that would come from like previous dieting attempts, diet culture, all of that. So... That is definitely a mistake that a lot of people do tend to make. Number eight is justification. You link two unrelated concepts, which you do in order to justify your eating. I deserve to eat this because I'm stressed out. It's okay to eat this because it's free or, you know, whatever it might be. I would say the stressed out one is, is the most common. And number nine is exaggerated thinking. You make a situation seem greater or worse than it really is. So for example, I cannot stand feeling hungry or I have zero willpower and motivation. Of course, you know I don't like willpower as like a tool that we use alone, but of course you do need a little bit of willpower in order to kind of manage your day and get going. We don't want to catastrophize these feelings and thoughts. Okay, so I'm just gonna run through the nine common Thinking mistakes again quickly for you, all or nothing thinking, negative fortune telling, overly positive fortune telling, emotional reasoning, mind reading, self deluding thinking, unhelpful rules, justification. Exaggerated thinking. Which one of these resonated with you? Was there one? Was there more than one? What are you thinking right now? I don't want you to be self critical. Everyone has distorted thinking from time to time, whether it's about food or life choices, how they're dressing, whatever it is, their parenting decisions, everyone distorts thoughts in their mind. It's not about how intelligent you are. It really just means that you are a human. The most important thing that you can take away from looking back at these thinking mistakes and thinking, oh yeah, like I definitely do the mind reading one or yeah, definitely like I'm an emotional thinker, is that what you take away and that you can learn from it. And once you can readily identify some of these mistakes in your thinking and help yourself learn from them then it will help you achieve your goals and losing weight will become easier. Now that you've heard the common thinking mistakes and you've given some thought into which ones you might do, I'm going to move in to my tip of the episode. I want you to ask yourself the following question. What do I wish I could remember the next time I have a sabotaging thought? What kind of thinking error could I be making? What would you tell a close friend or family member if he or she were in this situation and had this thought? Amy talked about this in the podcast episode as well. She reminds herself that if her best friend was going through this, struggling to deal with emotions and healthy habits, a little bit of anxiety, she would say to her, of course you are. That has to be so hard. I love you and I am here for you. She doesn't say those types of things to herself. Mentioned this in a previous episode that we are extra hard on ourselves. We really need to change that around and be our own best friend and be saying those kind and positive words to ourselves and talk to ourselves the same way that we would talk to family and friends. Of course, that takes lots of practice. I hope that you are going to go off and practice recognizing your thinking mistakes and, well, be kinder to yourself. Today I discussed recognizing thinking mistakes, how thoughts are just ideas, not necessarily truths, the nine most common thinking errors, what you are doing right now, and of course my tip of the episode. What do you wish you could remember the next time you have one of these thinking mistakes? As always, thank you for listening. If you are not already following the show, make sure that you follow along on your favorite podcast listening app and please leave me a review so that I can have some feedback and it will help more moms find the podcast. If you are not already a member of my Facebook community, Mom Supporting Moms with Weight Loss, please head on over to my show notes and join the group. I do a live Q&A every month, mini nutrition education sessions twice a month, and I share lots of recipes, ideas, and you might even make a new mom friend. You can find the link in my show notes at Laura lauravermander.com dot com slash podcast all right that's it for today's episode talk again with you next week bye for now